We heard some very powerful ayat from uh, the latter portion of Surah Maryam. However, I want to touch upon two other ayat, one from the beginning of the surah and one in the middle of the surah. In the beginning of the surah, this surah opens in a very unique way with the, they're called disjointed letters. In that specific formula, this is the only surah that begins with that specific pattern. The first story that's mentioned after that first ayah, after the first verse, is in connection with Prophet Zakaria And one of his concerns, this is in ayah 5, in this, it's so beautiful and so powerful, and there's so much eloquence contained in this, these words that he's offering to Allah. He's turning to Allah and he's asking him and talking to him and, and opening up to him about whatever's taking up space in his heart and his chest. In Ayah 5, he mentioned something that I want to highlight specifically. He mentions, especially the first part, He's so deeply concerned for the faith of those to come after him. He's so deep. At this point, he's very old in age, you would say numerically. His wife is also past that age of bearing children, you would expect. He's aware of that. He's aware of his situation and her situation, and that's contained within his request to Allah. In this specific part, he mentions this deep fear that he has, specifically for the iman, for the guidance, for the faith of those to come after him. This is something that is completely consuming him. What about the next generation? So at this point, when we come across this ayah, we should take a pause and reflect how concerned are we for the youth for coming generations. This is a consistent theme that you find time and time and time again. A real sign with Allah, a real sign for righteousness, of righteousness. How much care is there for the next generation? How much time is there? For the next generation, everyone has different circumstances, different capacities, so on and so forth. But the, the general idea should be collectively within any and every community. What are we doing as it relates to passing that baton to the next generation, to coming generations? And what can we do? What are we actively doing in connection with that? Notice something, even though he's quite high in his age, as well as his wife, you even find him asking Allah for a child. So it's not just that he has this concern, he wants to play a direct active role as it relates to a solution in connection with that concern. And Allah gives him even more than he asked for, which is incredible in and of itself. This is the ayah at the beginning. The ayah in the middle of the surah, this is after the ayah of sajda, Allah mentions, and up until this point, you have one amazing person referenced after another. You have Prophet Zakaria, you have Prophet Yahya, you have, you have Sayyidah Maryam, you have Prophet Isa, you have Prophet Ibrahim, you have Prophet Musa, Harun. Amazing people, one after another, after another, after another. And then there's this ayah, the second of the two ayahs that I want to touch upon. فَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ 
As amazing as these people are, and this connects to the youth again, just because the parents or the grandparents are pious and righteous, just because Dada and Dadi are righteous, just because Baba John is righteous, that doesn't necessarily mean the kids or the grandkids are going to carry that baton. Allah mentions after them, there were generations that came and they, they, they lost their prayer. They left their prayer. They wasted their prayer. The first thing mentioned is they let their prayer go. And then there's a direct connection with the second thing mentioned immediately after that. If someone, if they lose their prayer, if they leave their prayer, they, they abandon it as a practice completely, thoroughly, with no intention of ever going back, they decide that they want to go in a completely different direction. Naturally, that, that fortress disappears of prayer. When that's gone, then it's easy money for shaitan. They left their prayer, they lost their prayer, and they followed their desires. As righteous as someone may be, as their parents grant, there always has to be that work put in by the individual themselves. So you have on one hand this incredibly righteous person, Prophet Zakaria with this deep concern for the youth, and then later in the middle of the surah, Allah mentions that as righteous as they were, those who came after them, they still had to put in their work. Now, of course, there are some who did, but there were others who didn't. And here Allah mentions those who didn't. So this is a reminder, the value of the youth and the deep concern that should consume us as Muslims in connection with the youth of our community. What can we do to help them? What can we do, especially these days, the amount of challenges that your average youth is, is facing is incredible. It's unparalleled in human history. Even when I was in high school, we didn't have social media. Nowadays, your average high schooler is completely consumed with social media. That's another topic for another day, but the point is, there are so many challenges. Okay, so what can we do to empower, to embrace, to encourage, to elevate, to, 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 to do good by them? Because if we're asked on Judgment Day, what did we do to help them? And if we say we didn't do anything, we just... We did this and that, this and that, but we didn't, we didn't do anything. We cared, but we didn't actually turn that feeling into something tangible. That's not going to be good enough. So within our capacity, we have to do what we can to help them as, as best we can. We ask Allah to help them, and we ask Allah to help us to help them as best we can, Amir Rabbil Alameen. And we ask Allah to make our masjid, to make every masjid a welcoming place for our youth where they feel comfortable going to be proud in their own skin as Muslims, especially in America. We ask Allah for that.